innovation is made by human and I love to connect to human to develop new ideas, experiment them and realize them. So welcome to a brand new episode of our podcast, Human and AI, Mind, Machines and the Gradient Descent. Thanks for tuning in again to geek out with us over the fascinating field of AI and machine learning and the role of humans in it. Today, we're super, super grateful to have Caroline Casignol. Bienvenue. She is a senior key expert research scientist in corporate R&D and manages various projects in the field of innovation, entrepreneurship, or even sustainability. Caroline is pushing culture change, innovation and sustainability, and she strives to foster innovation and create value by sharing individual passion. And we are excited to learn much more about you and your passion. And this is why we should jump directly into it. Boom, that was an intro, Caro, wasn't it? Yes, so I'm really impressed. Is it me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, um, so yes glad to be here. I'd like to be here and that you picked me. Uh, and to to have the possibility to to talk to you about my my virus activity. Yeah, Caroline, we are super happy to have you actually today on our little show and and you know together maybe also your perspective on AI, right? So, Caroline, why do you need to destroy things to improve them? What is you know I, I would call it the beauty of deconstruction. What is that for you? Yes, that was an, the title of an article some years ago in the Future Maker series, uh, right? Um, yes, yeah, so deconstruction may, makes place for a new start. So by destroying things, you can recover the building elements, uh, the building bricks, and they can be used to build something new. You, you can find a lot of examples in nature, like tree leaves degrade to, to make soils more fertile. It is a chance for of renewal, a good chance for a new start. So you boil it down to the fundamental aspects and then uh, reconstruct it in order to identify what kind of things can be improved. Is that? Yes. So the development of new materials and, and manufacturing process. Uh, um, for that, we used to we used to build test parts and sample and then to analyze them. And a lot of time we need to destroy things to test their limits or understand what must be improved. And nowadays we perform simulation to reduce the number of tests. Um, but and, and some evaluation are non-descriptive, but descriptive tests are, are needed to, to complete the picture most of the time. For, for, for maybe for a six-year-old kid, how would you explain what are you doing? I am part of a team of uh, research scientists and engineers uh, specialized in the development of new material and manufacturing processes for a wide range of Siemens products. And actually, we are at the interface between the academic world and uh, the business unit. And we are working in a large network of universities and research institutes. And with our activity, we cover the whole product lifecycle. We improve materials and tune them to fulfill the requirement of Siemens product to reduce their environmental impact, for example, or increase their lifetime or make them easier to recycle. Uh, and on the other hand, we optimize manufacturing processes to reduce waste or improve precision and reliability. 
uh, or to improve resource and energy efficiency with closed loop monitoring. Uh, and sometimes we even develop a complete new technology. And we are developing at the moment a digital backbone for our activities to guarantee uh, data access and inter interoperability along the product lifecycle from the design and engineering phase to manufacturing to reuse development time. And uh, yeah, at the moment we are working on the development of uh, ontology for the material domain. And uh, in addition, we have uh, some uh, activities uh, to develop further uh, application in the field of additive manufacturing. And we use it for repair. And as we develop at the moment, some uh, yeah, new uh, design uh, for, um, to make parts easier to repair. Mm -hmm. What kind of materials are those that you research on? So we basically we work with all kinds of material, metal, plastic, ceramics, Plastic are in the spotlight in the in recent time because uh, they are seen as a source of pollution, but they are not only a burden. Yeah? They they have some advantages. For example, they're lightweight, and some plastic, of course, are difficult to recycle. But most of the time, uh, some of them would be easier to recycle if we would change our behavior toward them, following the four the four R yeah? to reduce their use, to to reuse them and recycle them at the end of their life to uh, better sort plastic, improve the, re the recyclability. So we have to change our behavior in that sense. That's super interesting and a very important topic for sure. But I'm convinced that we will get uh, later back to that. But you're not at Siemens since yesterday, right? You've been with Siemens for 20 years now. That's so impressive. And uh, maybe you can guide us a little bit through your journey and uh, maybe also emphasize what... Um, how Siemens actually changed um, in that time and uh, most importantly, how it has changed you. Yeah, 20 years is a long time, but uh, the central R&D department of such a large company uh, uh, gives a lot of opportunity to see a wide range of, of products uh, from the power module to the, to the train. Uh, it is always very exciting. We had always nice colleagues, bright minds, interesting project. And the company itself has changed a lot. Yeah, from a very large company, we are now a Siemens ecosystem with uh, Siemens engineers, Siemens Energy, and Siemens AG. And uh, yes, and, and over the time, the culture has changed a lot too. Um, yeah, the communication between hierarchy level and uh, is now uncomplicated. Uh, it has improved a lot, and cooperation between department and is increasing. Um, we have a lot of uh, interdisciplinary work, which, which is really interesting and is a lot of fun. And yeah, it, it, it's a new frame to let communities emerge and, and thrive. And, and how it, it has changed me. Yeah, I, I have learned a lot from colleagues with a lot of expertise and, and passion. And Siemens offers a lot of opportunity to grow within the job and, and beside within all communities. Uh, with uh, different kind of activities and uh, initiative, and of course with the entrepreneurial program. Okay. 
Caroline, you just shared some of your stories and you also touched upon the, um, the grow aspect. And I think there's also one story that's uh, very special about you because you are one of the drivers of Glow at Technology Innovation at Siemens. And for those of you that don't know Glow at TI, it is a network for women that are active mainly in the field of R&D and innovation. And it offers networking activities and leadership programs for talented women with a background in science and technology. And all of this by following the mission of giving women more visibility in the organization and encouraging them to really take initiatives so that they can grow to the next level. So it's somehow about fostering self-confidence through bottom-up projects, right? So why is it so important to establish these kinds of networks in large organizations and maybe especially in the age of AI? And what is your main contribution to achieving this mission? So women in technical and scientific job are like small island in an ocean of men. Glow the network gives a, a opportunity to, to connect and stay connected. We have leadership programs. Uh, the, this makes us as network a little bit special. Uh, these programs help women to connect to their purpose and let, get clarity about what drives them, uh, what they want to achieve and, and make real uh, what matters to them. And we have also a, a wide range of uh, Uh, networking activities and initiative. Uh, we are completely self-organized. So every woman who wants to join us and contribute is welcome. Uh, we get support at the moment. We have a lot of support from, from the top management, CTO and the diversity and, and inclusion department. They are supporting us a lot. Um, and in the last time, uh, we see a lot of women uh, accessing a management position. Uh, and the situation is really improving a lot. In my contribution, I am coordinating the networking activities. And yeah, education is very important to me. So uh, some years ago, I started with two colleagues to organize a camp for teenagers with a focus on technology and innovation for the, the, the children of Siemens employees to give them a chance to, to make a deep dive in the world of the central R&D department. It was um, yeah, a very nice experience. And before the, the pandemic, we used to organize a lot of uh, events uh, around technology topics and uh, yeah, uh, with other women network uh, across Munich area. And I hope uh, we'll be, we, we will be able to, to relaunch them as soon as possible. What can women do that are interested in this uh, very great program? Can they just read out, reach out to you maybe? Or is there some more um, information material maybe in the intranet? Yes, we have one page on the Siemens uh, Innovation Ecosystem uh, platform. And we have also one page in the intranet. So yes, uh, please contact me anytime if you want to learn more about Cloud Technology and Innovation. Yeah, awesome. But, you know, you're not only super passionate about uh, diversity and empowerment. You're also empowering yourself, seems to be, because you're passionate about sustainability. And, and you most recently completed a program on sustainability. What was somehow the reason for you taking additional classes besides your regular job, right, to dive deeper into, into this topic? What, what is the motivation here? So um, I was 
kind of fed up about the greenwashing we we are we are reading everywhere and listening to in the social media so i wanted to learn more about sustainability and especially what is carbon neutrality and uh, how is it calculated and uh, what are the lever to achieve it and how big is the challenge ahead of us That's amazing and also super inspiring that you just um, did that by yourself and um, because there was like nobody saying like you have to do it, but just like being intrinsically motivated to always learn more. Yes, I am part of the R&D department and actually 80% of the environmental impact of the product is determined in the design phase. So we have a huge role to play in this phase. Um, and we see that in the spring, the uh, EU uh, announced, announced that uh, we need to reduce our CO2 emission in Europe by 55% until 2030 compared to 1990. But actually, it, from 1990 to 2020, it was in these 30 years, we have uh, improved uh, or, or reduced the CO2 emission of uh, by 0.7 to 1% per year. That means that in 30 years, we have reduced our CO2 emission through energy efficiency by 30%. But in the next 10 years, we need to uh, reduce again the CO2 emission by 25%. So it's a huge task and um, we cannot uh, um, reach uh, the carbon neutrality until uh, 2050 um, only by improving the energy efficiency uh, because 45% of the CO2 emission come from the manufacturing of products. So we need to foster circular economy and uh, adopt eco-design guidelines and develop new business models towards the carbon neutrality. Yeah, that's a great challenge ahead, but also one that is so important and also one with a very great impact. And you just started to to share some of your learnings and we also came across that you were acting sort of an, like an ambassador because you were also sharing those uh, learnings um, among your colleagues, which is super cool. Um, are there any more lessons that you would like to share in the course of this podcast? Uh, that you learned from that sustainability um, class and how can an AI or technology-focused approach really help solve the sustainability challenges? You also mentioned the design process has to be adapted because there's a great lever there. Uh, yes, the in the manufacturing processes, uh, AI-based analysis of internal signal for uh, early detection of process deviation can help to uh, achieve zero defects and zero waste. And um, in the field of material development, AI could reduce the uh, development time of new material, for example, material that are easier to recycle or uh, with the lower CO2 footprint or better performance uh, through the recognition of pattern in the result of a high throughput experiment. And yeah, and, and AI, can also help to optimize uh, faster the parameters of uh, um, 3D printers to reduce, to reduce the number of parts uh, and, and test sample we need to optimize the parameter, yes. 
we also came across that you're acting as sort of an ambassador because you're also sharing some uh, learnings from this course um, with your colleagues. And maybe you uh, also have a sneak preview for us. You already shared a little bit, but maybe there's um, like one or two more lessons that you took away from that class. And uh, what's your view? How can a technology or AI-focused approach really help us to solve the the huge sustainability challenges ahead. Uh, yes, so um, of course I was part of the Tech for Sustainability uh, challenge uh, and uh, I wanted to, to help the colleagues to know how to tackle this challenge and uh, to be aware of the, of the different uh, possibilities we have to, to improve the uh, CO2 footprint of our services and products. But yes, AI, uh, AI can help us definitely to uh, improve the carbon footprint of our product and yeah. Let's talk about materials. Materials discovery is, is somehow revolutionizing all aspects of our lives, right? So it's, it's, it's the nature, right? It's in there. It's in all in our products. Um, but if we look on the design and the fabrication of materials, they are often unsustainable and mostly resource intensive, right? We talked about plastics. How do you, how do you see the role of AI in machine learning or maybe technology in the area of materials and maybe specifically also the manufacturing processes? Any thoughts? Yes, of course. Um, we, we, had, we have a lot of activity in that field. Uh, we are responsible for the uh, development of the uh, additive manufacturing technology too, and are developing some algorithm as well to uh, improve the job, uh, the printing jobs, and AI can monitor the, the signal, uh, the machine signal, and uh, uh, detect some deviation and correct them and um, improve the process to have zero defect and avoid waste. So this is one, one possibility for us to, to uh, use AI and AI could help us to reduce the development time of new materials as well, because uh, the algorithm can recognize some pattern in, in the result of our experiment. And uh, when we do some uh, high throughput experiment, it's much easier than to decide on the next step if we use uh, the algorithm to help us to take decision uh, on which kind of experiment we should do. And yes, and of course, we, we can use some machine learning as well to, um, and we are developing that as well at the moment to optimize the design of the product, to take into consideration uh, the different features and the different requirements for the features. And uh, yes, to improve, uh, yes, the, the their uh, carbon footprint at the end. Yeah. Interesting, right? So additive manufacturing means like monitoring the process while printing it, right? Yes. Um, like via visual visual inspection, basically, isn't it? Yes, we have vision inspection, um, but uh, we can, uh, of course, also optimize the machine parameter by testing the, some samples and uh, at the end uh, detecting the parameter which have the highest impact on the performance of the part and then just... Uh, uh, optimize the um, or tune uh, the kind of experiment we want to do afterwards to optimize the jobs and provide a better quality of the parts. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a lot of cases, when we saw and talk about machine learning and AI technology, right, we're ending up that we talk about, you know, unified data representations, you know, somehow can we, you know, merge and bring different data silos together to have somehow a unified view or get some insights out. And I guess in the field of AI, currently, this is all under the umbrella, which is called, you know, knowledge graphs, so pretty hippish and hottish term, you know, having somehow explicit knowledge encoded maybe also then with machine learning and graph-based machine learning aspects uh, enhanced right what's what's your view on the relevance of data accessibility and how we bring things together is that of relevance in your field as well yes uh, we are uh, working with colleagues of yours in a technology on this topic we have just started a, a couple of projects on that to develop semantic model for the material domain and uh, utilize the potential of uh, the knowledge graph. But it needs uh, a lot of standardization work to achieve uh, interoperability between the data and be able to retrieve information from all these data and use um, AI algorithms to analyze them. We are working on that at the beginning of a long journey. (laughs) So there are quite some challenges ahead, right? Yeah. Caroline, we also came across that you've participated in the Entrepreneurs Bootcamp a couple of years ago as an entrepreneur and as a mentor. And uh, you're also the initiator of several crowdfunded projects. Where does that passion to innovate actually come from? And what really motivates you to drive projects like these? Uh, yes, I participated to the AI edition of the Entrepreneurs Bootcamp uh, three years ago. Uh, it was organized by by Uli and Bedo from from the from the AI lab. At the beginning, uh, I was curious to learn more about artificial intelligence and wanted to meet a crowd of like-minded people and uh, to learn more about uh, agile innovation method and uh, entrepreneurship and use it in my daily work. And I can only recommend to apply to this kind of entrepreneurial program. They have a fantastic purpose coach like Philip Orvart and method coach and mentors, all great people supporting you along the entrepreneurial journey. And it's a really great growth opportunity. So what motivates me? Um, yeah, innovation is a journey towards a, a better future. And you are not alone on that road. Uh, you meet inspiring colleagues and people who spark your imagination and you want to go together for a while to realize ideas that matter to you. Innovation is made by humans and I love to connect to humans to develop new ideas, experiment them and realize them. So I love that. That's beautifully put. I also love the notion of uh, that innovation is like the, a journey to a better future. So, Caroline, you've been also part of many um, initiatives. We also touched upon some in this um, podcast and you're driving innovation and sustainability and you're um, standing up for more diversity. That that are so many cool and inspiring things. And maybe there are even some key lessons, like two or three that you uh, would like to share in the podcast with our audience. So what can people do that um, also want to innovate or make a big difference in, in large corporations like Siemens? Yeah, one of the lessons is to take time for yourself to 
to identify what drives you, uh, what you want to achieve in your life. And yeah, to maybe to practice meditation or, of, or self-reflection, uh, whatever suits you best. But it's really important to connect to what is your purpose. Uh, listening to your emotion is very important too. Once you have identified the topics that matter to you, that you care about, uh, you, you can much better connect to the world and talk to people regardless of their position. You can share your passion and spark interest. It is a great strength to, to have your purpose with you all the time. In, even in the strongest storm, you always know in which direction you want to go and you never lose your time because you are doing something for you and for the world that matters to you and that makes sense to you. Wow, um, beautifully put. And I also love the that you say like you first have to look inside of you and to, to have the inside perspective to really find out what is your purpose, what excites you and um, to meditate and then to really take that inner strength and uh, bring it to the outside. That's um, of course, uh, or for sure, a very good advice. Sometimes it is not easy to find it, uh, the purpose because over the course of your life, you experience Uh, and the society rules and, and and the whole system put some distance between you and your purpose. But I think it's worth taking time to to find your purpose because afterwards you are much stronger. That's for sure. And Caroline, we are almost at the very end of this podcast episode and we always have a final game and we also want to play it with you. But first of all, thanks so much for your time and uh, for sharing your passion. And now we want to play Authentic Autocomplete with you. So um, I will give you for the closing five sentence starters and you will have to finish. Um, are you ready? Yes. So first of all, Siemens is a great place to make real what matters. <laughs> Amazing. Plastics is. Yeah, not only a burden. Yeah, uh, we need to have the right behavior and find some solution for uh, particularly difficult plastics. But I think uh, they have a lot of advantages too and we need to use them. For sure. Technology with purpose is. Mm, take a great place in my life. <laughs> Amazing. And the COVID pandemic has taught me? To, to enjoy every single moment in my life. Uh, and yeah, because what you have today can become tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the last one, it's quite a tough one, but uh, I believe in you, Caroline. So if I could invent a rule for everyone in the world to follow, it would be? protect the planet in everything you do and that's a nice ending actually hey caroline thanks so much for you know being with us and being primarily you actually and passionate you know about sharing you know your views your thoughts right and also spending the, the valuable time here right it was really marvelous thanks very much yeah thank you to both of you it was it was really a pleasure to be part of this podcast And folks out there, stay tuned. There is a lot more to come. Stay bold, committed, and open-minded. And we hear us at the next Siemens ALA podcast. Cheers. Mm -hmm.